Happy New Year. It's a new, it's a new one, isn't it? It's only two days old. It's a new one. We still like it, don't we? So far, so good. So far, so good. God is all about doing new things. He is. He's all about doing new things. Think about it. The sun. Before there was ever the sun, God thought about it. He's like, hmm, I think I'll make a sun. See, God didn't read a book about how to make suns. He didn't Google how to put together a sun. He didn't ask someone else what they did. He just came up with something new and went, sun. Brand new. The moon, same deal. Our moon that goes around our planet, same deal. God just went, you know what? I'm going to do something new. I'll make a moon. And then he made other moons and other suns or other stars. But none of them are the same. Like the Bible says that God created each one of them and named them one by one. They're all different. They're all new. Beetlejuice, that's a massive star. But it's huge. It's bigger than the sun. Yeah, it's not the same as the sun. It's new. God is all about making new things. He's all about doing something new. God is so today, like he's not last week. You know, have you ever heard that phrase, that's so last week, that's so last summer, that dress you're wearing, that's just so last autumn. God's not like that. He's always fashionable. He's always trendy. He's actually really, really relevant every second of the day. And he's all about new things. Think about it. The trees that you see, you know, we just take it for granted. But before there were any trees, God thought about it. I'm going to make a tree. And he made the very first tree, a new tree, a brand new tree, never seen before. Isn't that cool? God just made the first, he didn't copy anyone else. He just came up with the idea, designed it and went and just spoke it out. Tree, there it is. Also, people. He created the first human being. His name is Adam. Yeah, Adam. And he created him from like... Different to the animals. He created Adam from dust. He just he thought, oh, you know what? Mm, I'll do something new. I just spoke the stars and the sun and the moon and the, and the, and the trees. I spoke them into being. Oh, this one I'll do di different. I'll do it new. I'll do a new way. So he did a different way. You know, we can't put God in a box. No. We can't just kind of go, oh, God did it like that, so he's always going to do it like that. He never does. Every single person that Jesus met, he met them new. He, re he related to them new. The first man, God created him, right? And so he thought, you know what? This guy needs a helper. I'll create a woman. So you would think that God would just go to the, the rule book on how to create a man and do exactly the same thing for a woman. But if you read the Bible, God doesn't pick up dirt and start making a woman. He gets a bit of the man and makes the woman. I don't understand that, all right? But God's the creator, and that's how he creates. He creates new. It's amazing. And then the third human being, God created new too. Do you ever think about that? 
See, he didn't create the third human being by picking up dirt. He didn't create the third human being by taking a piece of the man and making another. He thought, you know what, I'll do it different. I'll put the man and the woman together. We'll have some romantic music, you know, some, maybe some candlelights. Kids in the room, we'll just leave it there. And he created the third human being in a different way altogether. Doesn't that just blow your mind? And, and yet to think that we can understand God and how he works. Like we're standing at the cusp of a new year, on the edge of a new year, and to think that it's going to be like the last one. You know, to think that God's going to behave the same way as he did in that last one. Now, I get it. There are some unchangeable truths about God, right? Definitely unchangeable. God cannot lie, right? He won't lie. He just won't lie. He won't change that because he can't. He will always have one way of salvation for all of us to be in heaven. He can't change that. He can't change that. There's always the one way. There's lots of other things about God that we can't change. All right, He won't change either. But the way that he creates is new. Also, I was thinking about this the other day. The way that there were victories in the Bible, so like in the Old Testament when when God was leading, like he, he, he rescued the Israelites out of bondage in Egypt, right? As slaves in Egypt, right? It's horrible to be a slave. And so God rescued them and he was going to create them into a whole new nation. And so he did that. And they were wandering around for a while trusting God and obeying God. And he gave them the law and all those sorts of stuff. But the battles that they would come across, like every single one of them, they won, but actually they didn't win them all. They only won the ones that they trusted God in and were obedient with to God in. Right? That they're the battles that they won. If they were if there was someone in the group that was disobedient or had sin or they were worshiping some other God and forgot about the real God, then sometimes they wouldn't win. But each of the each of the armies, here's just a couple that I thought of. You might think of some, but there's this one where the Israelites are uh, up against a, a, a nation called the Amalekites, and they were horrible people. And the Amalekites were against the Israelites, and Moses, sorry, Joshua was the one who was in battle. He was he had the sword, and he was in battle with all of his army, right? And Moses was up on a mountainside somewhere with two mates either side, and he was holding onto his staff. And God said to Moses, "As long as your arms are up in the air." The Israelites are going to win. <laughs> when your arms are down, they're not going to win. And so he had Aaron and her help. I think it was Aaron. Yeah, yep. Aaron and her helped him keep his arms up. And while his arms were up, the Israelites were winning. And when his arms went down, the Israelites weren't winning. So they put them up again until they won. And then they could put them down again because they won. Now that just makes no sense to me. And so that's how they won that battle. So you would think that going into the next battle, oh, they just get Moses and Aaron and her and put his arms up in the air and it'll just work the same way. No. Here's another one. Joshua at Jericho. When they came to Jericho, they had walls. And the walls came down by singing and blowing trumpets. Oh, my goodness. God's always about doing something new. They had to walk around seven times. And on the seventh time, blow their trumpets. And then the walls would come down. Makes sense to me. Not. But God always does things 
New. Gideon, one of my favorites. In, uh, in Judges, Gideon um, is, is called by God as a, as a scared little man. And he's called by God as a mighty warrior to lead God's people into battle against the Midianites. So to start off with, God chooses this guy who's just a, a weakling, right? But then what makes, to make matters worse, the way that he was supposed to win that battle was to diminish his troops. God didn't want a lot of troops on Israel's side. So he told Gideon, you know, a, a few different ways. Don't have those people in the army. Don't have those people in the army. And, you know, from thousands of people that signed up to be in the army, he got down to, like, was it 300? 300 against the Midianites, which were massive. They were camped out in a, in a valley, and they were, they were warriors. And they were fearsome. But then, um, yeah, you know how they won that battle? Uh, with less men, and they all had clay jars and torches, and they had to, to, had to break the clay jars... And, and shout like the, for a sword for the Lord and for Gideon and raise their torches, and that's how they won. The Lord worked through the, through the camp of the Midianites and confused them and scared them. The Lord worked by bringing down the walls of Jericho. The Lord worked by defeating the army that Joshua was beating while Moses raised his arms. It wasn't the way it was done. That was the difference. It was the way maker that was the difference. God is all about doing something new. He's all about making a way. If you've got your Bible, turn with me to um, Isaiah. Oh, excuse me. Isaiah 43. I'll read it to you if you like anyway. Uh, speaking of something new, Isaiah 43 and verse 18 and 19, just for tonight, right now, here, it's, here it is in the New Living Translation, God speaking through the prophet Isaiah to his people. Right? He says, um, how about we just go from verse 15 down first. He says, I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the seas. Talking about delivering Israel the Egypt, from Egypt through the Red Sea. He split the waters. You know, Moses was there and split the waters and they all went through on dry ground. And then once they got safe to the other side, waters came over on Pharaoh's army. All right, so there we, there we go. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt. In other words, he said, I dare you guys to go through as well, with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smouldering candlewick. Verse 18. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry waste land. We'll just stop there. Yeah, he's about doing something new. Like there, the Israelites were probably, that Isaiah was speaking to, or God was speaking to through Isaiah, the prophet, they were probably thinking, 
God's going to deliver us from Babylon, which is where they were in slavery, similar to Egypt. And they thought maybe God's going to deliver us the same way. No, no, no. God's going to do something new. And God says this to, to them. He says, I'm, I'm about to do something new. I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? <laughs> now, I don't know if you believe this about 2022, but God is going to do something new in your life. And he's going to work in a way that he's probably never worked before in your life, just so that he gets the glory and you don't. So that he gets your trust and nothing else or no one else does. I don't know if you believe that. I believe that. I believe it's not past God to do something new, to create a way where there doesn't seem to be a way. It says here that he was going to make a pathway through the wilderness. Now, think about that. There's wilderness and God just makes a pathway through it. It's like he gets his big bulldozer out and just goes, there's a pathway. You know, we look at a wilderness, we look at something like that and we think, oh, there's no way through that. Oh, this, this relationship difficulty that I'm going through or that I have gone through last year, it's still here this year. I don't know how I'm going to get through that. You know, this unemployment problem that I'm having or my family's having and we just can't see the forest for the trees, we can't see through the wilderness, God's just going to go, if you see it, can you see it? Can you see it? Can you believe it? In fact, the word there in the Hebrew for, uh, it's low, lo and behold. Lo and behold is English, but in the Hebrew, it actually means you're looking at something and noticing it in order to do something in response. So I believe there's a big difference between um, expectation and anticipation. So to expect something to happen and to anticipate something happening are two different things. So if I was playing soccer, if I was playing soccer with my boys and I was to expect one of them to pass the ball to the other player on their team, and they did that, I'd be, I'd be right. My expectation would be correct. And I'd be, yeah, fair enough, that was right. But if I was to anticipate that pass, it requires an action from me on the opposite team to do what? Stop that pass from getting through to the other team player. Does that make sense? So anticipation is what a team player does, uh, 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 a um a person who's on the field, a sportsman on the field, anticipates. A person in the grandstand expects. They can't anticipate. They just expect something to happen. They can't be involved in it. And this, Isaiah, God, through Isaiah, is saying, have a look, notice it, and get involved in it. Make, Do something about it. Now, if God is a way maker, if he can make a way where there doesn't seem to be a way, what sort of things could we do to get involved? Instead of just believing that in our heads and just going, yeah, I get that, fine, whatever. I believe you, God. You can do anything. Amen. How, how can we anticipate that? How can we expect that? Oh, sorry, anticipate that. How can we take steps to see that coming? Well, here's one thing, like if, if, there is an, if there is a relationship issue 
in, in a family member or, or person or friend that you, you don't know how to get through it. Believe that God can make a way and keep your eyes open to, to little things within that relationship that seem like parts of the wilderness coming down, trees coming down, okay? And, and focus on that, you know, focus on that kind word that they said. Focus on that thing that they did that was, you know, not that big a deal, but it wasn't, you know, a bad thing. Try and find the good as much as possible. Yeah, God makes a way. Also, he says, not just will I make a, a pathway through the wilderness, he says, I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. That's it. That's, that's supernatural. It's a dry wasteland, and he will create rivers in the dry wasteland. He's going to bring something out of nothing. In Lamentations chapter 3, uh, 22 to 26, I'll just read it out to you. This is another prophet, God speaking through him. Um, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. So it is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. It is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord, but waiting doesn't mean just sitting there and expecting it. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. All right. Jesus gave the Beatitudes on the Sermon of the Mount, and one of them was, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now, it's really cool. Like he's, A lot of those Beatitudes that Jesus said, blessed are the, the poor in spirit, blessed are the those who mourn, blessed are, you know. But this one, blessed are the... Blessed are the uh, meek, did I say? For they shall see God. Um, Pure in heart. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Because a pure heart is something that's not divided. It's like, I think I've used this illustration before. If you've bought a car before, you start noticing all the other cars like your car on the road. Don't you? Or if you've bought a shirt or a blouse at, at the shop, you start noticing other people with that same shirt or blouse. You think, oh, I thought I was the only one. It's the same with if your heart's pure towards God, if it's if it's undivided towards trusting him for what's ahead in the future, the unknown, if you're trusting God, then you're going to be able to see him at work in everything, like little details here and there. You'll notice. You'll notice him speak about something somewhere or, you know, little things. You'll notice his fingerprints, so to speak, and the evidence of him working in your life. So here we are standing on the edge of another year and we call it 2022. Some might say it's going to be a tough year. Others might say it'll be no different to the one we just went through. But I say... It's a new year. It's a new year. And God is doing something new. 
He's all about doing something new. I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? And God will always make a way for people to be free, just like he did for the, Egypt, uh, for the Israelites out of Egypt and for these people that Isaiah is speaking to that were stuck in Babylon. He always made a way, a pathway through the wilderness. God is the way maker. Rivers, not just one, rivers in dry places. That's a lot of rivers. He's the way maker. This is a supernatural making of a way. He is the supernatural way maker. God's ways are supernatural. They're above natural. And now we come to church to be reminded that we're actually citizens of heaven. We're actually citizens of heaven. Now, we can't see heaven. We've never been there. But we've been set free from this earth by the blood of Jesus Christ. And have that hope in our hearts by his Holy Spirit in our hearts of that future place in heaven, that future destination in heaven. Now, there's no way we can get there without God making a way. And he has made a way. He made it through Jesus. He made a way through Jesus where there didn't seem to be a way. We couldn't do it our own. So that's why Jesus came to make a way for us. And in fact, Jesus said to his disciples on the night that he, the last night he had on earth, he said to them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Isn't that cool? He is the way. And so no matter what happens this year, no matter what directions may take you, you know, what course you might go throughout this year and the different decisions, and you know, we'll come to this time again, you know, in 12 months' time and go, wow, look where we've been or look what we've gone through. And, you know, we don't know. But what we do, what I want to encourage us all to know is that not only is he the way maker, but he is the way. God is all about doing something new. And if we stay close to Jesus, Jesus perfectly revealed God's something new way. In fact, Jesus is the way. And as you stand at the edge of 2022... You might say, i got to get through another year. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do that. Last year was tough. Who knows what this year is going to bring. But you know one thing that we can, we can do, one thing that we do have control over, is how close we are to the way. To the way. Jesus. How close are you to Jesus? You know, you can just call out to him and spend time with him every single day and just talk with him. And read about him in the Bible. And being close to Jesus all the way through this, this new year is going to bring you through places that you didn't think you'd get through because he's going to make the way. Yeah. All right? I'm going to stop there because I think that's probably all the Lord wanted me to share with you. But I really do pray that this year will be a real blessing for each one of you guys, that there must be real prosperity in whatever you put your hand to as you trust God and trust Jesus each and every step of the way. You know, we've got good good things happening this year. We've got graduations. We've got we've got weddings. But who knows? Who knows what else is going to come? You know, there might be some bad. There might be some tough times. There might be some heartache. There might be some real way out there things that we never saw coming. 
But Jesus never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And let's stay, let's keep our feet planted firmly on him, in him. God's going to do something new. Let's pray. I want to pray for a blessing over each one of these people, Lord, tonight, and those that might be just hearing my voice, the sound of my voice. We just want to pray your blessing over each and every one that this year would be a year where no matter what happens, no matter what happens, that we'd be close to you. We'd sense your presence with us, Lord, closely each and every step of the way. And we just thank you so much that you make a way through the wilderness and that you bring rivers in the dry wastelands. And we just want to declare that over our year this year, Lord, not for our glory, but for your glory and your goodness. And we just thank you so much that as we set our hearts on you and set our hearts purely on you, pure heart on you, that we will see you at work in our lives. We just thank you for your love. We thank you for your faithfulness. You've never stopped loving us and you never will. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.